listening to Sunday on the Commons, a podcast from the United Congregational Church in Little Compton, Rhode Island. For over 300 years, we have gathered on the Little Compton Commons, seeking God's light and sharing Christ's love through worship, learning, service, and compassion. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are always welcome here with us. You'll find more information on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. As we continue through this unprecedented time across the world, we are asking what it means to live out our faith today, and in particular, how to practice the various gifts God gives us. Reverend Rebecca is basing the next several Sundays of worship around a series of interviews she is doing with members of our congregation and community about how they are using their gifts in the world. To complement our virtual worship services, which you can find on our website and church YouTube pages, we're bringing you the full interviews here in our podcast feed. This week's interview is with Colonel Ron Tamaro of the Rhode Island National Guard. So um, I'm doing this sermon series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, And so I'm interviewing a bunch of different people who are using their gifts in different ways out in the world so we can remember that church doesn't just happen on Sunday morning, right? It happens in our lives. And so um, I'm going to start just asking you some, you know, introductory questions, and then we'll get into sort of what's been going on. But talk a little bit about um, who you are for those people who are watching who won't know (laughs) who you are, what your role is, um, and maybe a little bit about how you came to this vocation. Fantastic. Well, that's a great question, Rebecca. So my name is uh, Ron Tamaro. I live in Little Compton, and I'm also a colonel, full colonel uh, in the Army National Guard. I'm a brigade commander, uh, which means I have uh, about 1,000 soldiers under my uh, keep and about 50 full-time folks who actually help with all the pay and the logistics and the health and all the training and it's a, it's a big staff. We have a lot going on. So I have uh, several um, uh, units. I have special forces in Middletown. I have Army pilots in Quonset. I have engineers, uh, infantry airborne in, in East Grand Ridge. I also have public affairs in the Army band. Wow. So I have, <laughs> I have one of the most diverse brigades in the country. There's wow. not too many of us brigade commanders in the country. So um, it's an honor to be here. And so basically I started in my career as as an enlisted man. And I went to OCS to get my commission when I was a young guy in my twenties. And when I moved to Little Compton, I met Cheryl, my wife who has been here uh, since she was born. Uh, I was a second Lieutenant. (laughs) So for me uh, to move through the ranks, I've always took the hardest jobs in the military. I always, you know, took the leadership positions. you know, platoon leader, company commander, battalion commander, and now eventually, uh, right now, what I'm doing is uh, brigade commander. So that's that's an introduction. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. Um, so talk a little bit about. Um, so you've you've told us a little bit about what your job looks like in sure. normal times. <laughs> so sure. talk, <laughs> talk to us a little bit about what's happened since this pandemic started. What does that look like for you and your your guys and gals? Well, <laughs> Guys and gals, that's absolutely right. So yeah, uh, so I'll tell you what. So it's two categories. Uh, the first started with the COVID nineteen response, 
Sure. But now we have the uh, uh, assistance of civil authorities for crowd control, and I'll talk more about that. That's where we're moving into that right now. Yeah. But basically, with the COVID-19, I have about like 27 mission steps. So, so basically, uh, some of our parishioners probably went there, but uh, my soldiers are, are manning the uh, test centers. CCRI, uh, Rhode Island College. Uh, we went there, Ron. Oh, good. Well, the we venue. saw them and they did, I have to tell you, they did a fantastic job. I'm not just saying fantastic. that because I'm talking to you. We went there, it was organized. It was, yeah. I yeah. mean, Alex and yeah, I both remarked, we were, we were in there and, you know, yeah. nobody was put at risk. You know, they had it all planned out or you had it all planned out. Someone had it all planned out. Oh uh, yeah. My people, no, my people are doing all the work. I show up and I stay in the back. You know, it's, it was really, um, a well-oiled machine. Um, I was very impressed yeah. with the, the way they were caring for the community. Fantastic. And so we're, we've done thousands of tests. And, uh, so we're helping in that effort. Also my soldiers involved in working with the uh, emergency management association, uh, agency, uh, making sure that um, that if we run into any type of issues with weather, you know, like if we have a big rainstorm or a hurricane, that we're prepared for that because we have to we have to look at that too, right? And also, sure. my soldiers are involved with uh, working in logistics and transportation. So we also uh, we also like in Quonset, where a lot of supplies come in for the state from the federal government. Uh, my soldiers are involved in transporting that to hospitals, nursing homes. My soldiers are in nursing homes. Yeah. In fact, they, uh, they actually set up the, um, they actually set up the hospital, the alternate hospital to dunk center, uh, just in case, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the rate of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, COVID increases and then we need more bed capacity. Right. Right. Uh, you know, where we, we, we are in hotels, uh, uh, helping with uh, securing, uh, some folks who are, you know, on the streets and that need to be protected and quarantined. Yeah. Uh, so the whole point about the National Guard and what I love about, because I was on active duty for quite a while, but what I like about the National Guard is we have two mission sets. We have a federal mission, which means that the President of the United States can order us to war, which most of my soldiers have been to war, including myself. Yeah. So many of us are combat veterans. And also we have a state mission in which the governor asked uh, the Adjutant General of Rhode Island, the Commanding General of Rhode, of Rhode Island, General uh, Chris Callahan, he's a two-star, my boss, uh, hey, listen, I need assistance with, yeah. with, with COVID. And I, I tell you what, that's what I love most about being in the National Guard is actually helping my fellow uh, residents of Rhode Island. I've been on actually, during my career, seven different, I've been activated seven times just for the state mission, like winter storms, Hurricane, the you know the hundred year rain we had several years ago. So we we uh, I I actually like doing that because when I go around and I see my soldiers, Rebecca, I go everywhere around the state and I see my soldiers. I get to see a lot of people in the community that that I know. Uh, yeah. The only thing I don't do is I don't go in front of a camera a lot. I don't like that. I, I want my captain. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, no, that's okay because you know what? As I get older and as I rise in my rank. I realize, and I'll, I'll kind of tie this into being a spiritual. I believe that God puts you where he needs you. I believe that God gave me the skill of leadership. And uh, with leadership comes service. That's what leadership is all about, using your skills and your talents to uplift, to bring about change in positive ways, to motivate, to bring people up, to serve. 
and as I get older and I rise in my rank, I stay more behind the scenes. So when the cameras come to me, they go, hey, you're the colonel, you're the brigade commander. They go, yeah, but I want you to talk to that sergeant. I want you to talk to that lieutenant, that yep. captain. They're the ones really doing all the work. Yep. I don't need the attention anymore, Rebecca. And I think that's kind of what I've learned about leadership is that you, I know when to lead, I know when to follow, I know, I know when to stay away. Yeah. That's kind of, the, kind of the art of leadership, I call it. And so, so basically, you know, so what's going on now is that we're moving into the kind of like the support to civilian authorities, uh, mm -hmm. local police, state police. So we're, we're guarding certain areas of the state. Like we're at downtown Providence State House. You know, we're, we're down at the, the dunk center where the hospital is. Uh, we are positioned strategically with police uh, to help in crowd control. Because remember, what our mission is, and also local police, and what the governor wants is uh, protection of personal per person and property. Right. And so basically, my soldiers, uh, we have riot gear. We have, you know, they're, they're trained to, to use uh, what I call non-lethal first, meaning that pepper spray, you know, batons, you know, shields, you know, talking. So basically, the first thing you do is not shoot. The first thing right. you do is you try to, you, know, you allow protesters to do their thing, but you try to make sure that, that people and property are not destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I worry about that. That's where I lose sleep at night, actually. I worry about the, some of my soldiers, you know, if they're in that situation, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we give them the, uh, uh, you know, the, the legal aspect of what they can do. Uh, and then we also, you know, know that, um, that's not, it's not easy. You know, when I, you know, I've been in war, right? It, it's not clean, Rebecca. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm trying to say that things yeah. aren't clean. If you look at TV and you see what's going on, it's not that, it's not cut always, yeah. yeah, it's not cut and dry, but we do our best, you know, we do our best to, uh, to do that. So we know that there are a lot of outside groups that are coming in that are, that are instigating some things. There are, there are a lot of protesters who are not there for that. So yeah. we know there's a combination of things going on. It gets wiry and messy. Yeah, yeah, because you've got these peaceful protesters that are trying to stand up for a good cause, and then you've got some bad actors who are coming in and really complicating that and, and um, taking advantage of the chaos. And how That's do right. you... You know, how do you uh, find that balance of, you know, uh, protecting the protesters to do their thing and, Absolutely. you know, not letting it get out of hand? And it's, I mean, so we, it's tricky. Yeah, so we try not to. So even now, I don't walk around the state. Uh, I don't go, when I go in my car to go to my unit, I don't put my uniform on. When yeah. I want to get coffee in the morning, because I'm not trying to bring attention to myself. Yeah. Like I said, all my soldiers are like that now. We're trying to make sure that, when we are in uniform and we are in gear, it's proper in its place. You know, the, the whole thing is that, you know, we, I, I, I believe that, um, that as a military officer, as a leader, as a soldier, um, I don't take sides politically. I'm very neutral. You hear me? If you ever hear me talk around town or when I do speeches or when I do things, I'm very neutral because I serve, my, and I tell my soldiers this, we serve everybody. We don't care what you're... We don't care what, if you're an atheist, the color of your skin, if you're, what your religion is, what your political leanings, because we serve everybody. And I think that's really important. Sure. And I, yeah, I think that's important. So I think that a lot of my soldiers, what I try to tell them is that when you go out there, you're going to get a lot of folks maybe yelling at you because you're right standing next to a policeman. That's okay. 
Yeah. You know, getting yelled at is all right. You know, yeah. it's okay. I mean, don't, don't, don't escalate. That's the whole okay. point. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to bring the temperature up. We want to bring it down. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, it's important to, uh, it's important to get, have protein because that's what, that's what many of us fought for. That's right. For, right. That's right. right. You fight so, for the freedom. You fight for the freedom. Yeah. The freedom to be able to protest and not have. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I'm very, you know, I'm an optimistic fellow, Rebecca, like big time. <laughs> I'm not a doomsday person. I don't believe that the the end is here. I don't believe, I, if you look at the history, because I'm a big history buff of the United States uh, and the world, uh, we've had pandemics before. Uh, we've had uh, riots. We've had upheaval. We've had racial tension. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, this is just a time to pause and reflect and figure out how do we make things uh, better for the people who, who are among us. One beautiful thing, Rebecca, about being in the military is that I work, I work with everybody. Yeah. I have all people of different persuasions, all different skin color religions that work for me. In fact, I hire a lot of people, all different backgrounds. I do that because diversity has always been important. I also work for the Naval War College. Uh, I do work for them also, and uh, I have a staff there also, and I try to also have a diverse staff there. So I've been very fortunate being in the military, growing up in a very diverse environment, uh, you know, and uh, and because uh, Little Compton is not the most I so no. but, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. No. Uh, in fact, my two Asian children, I think, are probably one of the yeah. two out of they're the really three. they're really bringing the numbers up for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right, and yeah. And I think right. that, um, you know, it's um, a lot of people come from communities like ours that are not yeah. diverse. And um, it's important uh, for folks to, especially, you know, the military is an opportunity to meet people um, who are all Americans and they're all from different places and uh, different opinions and backgrounds and cultures. And that's, you know, within uh, the melting pot, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity for them to um, expand their horizons, you know, because. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 And what, you know, one of the things that I think is good, and I tell my soldiers all the time is that, you know, citizens of America, Rhode Island residents are seeing your professionalism. They're seeing your kindness, your competency. Right. right. They're seeing, they're seeing a trained professional carry out the duties of the country of the, of the wishes of the, of the country leadership and also of the state right. you know i meet the governor quite often you know in different events and what's going on in fact uh, many of my staff uh, who are like majors lieutenant colonels uh work f for her staff too right. they actually they work hand in hand together strategic right. planning and just trying to help help with all that and i think that that is uh you know, that's important. I, I, I like that. You know, I got to admit, I, one thing I do like is I like when I go out in public, people do will, will recognize me. They'll say, they'll call me Colonel and they'll say, yeah. hey, I saw you at this certain place. You know, I saw you and was that your soldiers you were with? And they're doing great. And I got to say, I'm very proud of the men and women that, that serve and uh, that I am responsible for. Very proud of them. They're very... Uh, you know, they're, they're energetic, they're passionate, they want to do a good job. Uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very proud of that. I'm very yeah. blessed to be in this position, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. I have to admit, it's a lot of work. But, I'm but sure that, it is. That gives me what I need, Rebecca. I got to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm very, I'm, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I have a lot of endurance. I'm energetic. 
and I think a lot of that's because God gives you what you need. I need that to do my job. I, 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 I you know, after I'm done with you, I'll be two hours on the phone with people, and I, and, and it's okay. And you know, another thing too, and I'll tie this in with my spiritual beliefs and my, with my faith, is that you know, uh, much of my time is spent on personnel issues, uh, people who come to see me about issues they have. You know, we, we, listen, all these soldiers come from diverse backgrounds. Not everybody, you know, you come from Little Compton, you know, it's a whole different, you know, not everybody's like that. Not everybody has the type of things that we have. Absolutely. And they have a lot of challenges in their homes and their financing. So I spend a lot of time trying to mentor uh, and just uh, uh, allowing people to, you know, to talk to me. Uh, and I spend a lot of time talking to people. In fact, I, I have a philosophy about leadership. I lead through humanity. I lead through people. Uh, making strategic plans is easy for me. I have to be honest. That's easy for me. Yeah. It's actually engaging with people is where the work is. It's, it's yeah. bringing people along. And, you, and you, you do things right. You're transparent. You don't play games with people. And, uh, you, know, and uh, you know, I don't have to walk around and show my rank. That's my point. I can be in civilian clothes a lot, which I do. Sometimes I show up in civilian clothes because I'm trying not to be visible so much. I want to be in the background sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I don't need to show my rank all the time. They know who I am and they know how I lead. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be in this. I know, I, I, you know, if this is, we don't know how long this is going to go with that, right? Sure. I mean, who, know, who knew in February we were going to have COVID and then who knew we were going to be involved with civil unrest? Right, right. 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 Yeah. 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 And I mean, the, one of the one of the things that I think is um, is beautiful and also sometimes you know uh, challenging about leadership is it's one of the spiritual gifts that really your job is to lift up others to find their gifts, right? There and, you go. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you're empowering um, other folks to find their way of doing good in the world. Um, I wonder. I know that this is a really tough time, and you've probably seen some hard things. But I wonder where um, you have seen um, hope. Um, you know what what that kind of looks like out. You know where you've seen. Um, you know, I, I feel like what we see on the news, unfortunately, is oh, you, hit the the worst. On the you know, yes. it's always the worst. It's always the, the, the person who decided yes. to, to go loot and not the, you know what I mean? The moment of, of community happening or, or right. care being expressed. So I wonder if you could um, just witness to some of the hope um, that you see happening with your service people. Absolutely. So I see them interacting with the public and helping fellow American citizens and Rhode Island residents. I'm going to tell you what, what I see out in the, what I see, I see far more good than what the media portrays. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Cause listen, it's boring if you just put all of it good, yeah. you know, are there people, are there people who are causing trouble? Yes. It's not the vast majority. It's far not the vast majority of the protesters. Yeah. I can tell you that. So I think that, I think that, that the hope I see is the reflection that that people uh, and across all different ages right now? Because I talk to a lot of people, Rebecca, and I think that people are really starting to realize, hey, you know what? No, I think we need to really stand back and really think about think about you know how every American is treated. You know, if you of course everybody's been looking at the news. Many of the four-star generals 
in the Army and Marines, the Air Force, have been stepping up saying, hey, listen, you know what? We need to reflect as a country because these leaders are, are kind of, are, are, we kind of experience the same type of thing. And we kind of know that within our ranks, we have so much diversity. And we want to show that one of the reasons why the military, I think, is, um, uh, I think, I think we're, I think most Americans put the military behind a high marks in terms, because I think one reason is because we're very neutral. We help everybody in mm -hmm. need. We don't, we don't take sides, number sure. one. The leaders of the military, especially myself, very neutral. And also, there are a lot of really uh, uh, good people that are trying to do good work. And I'm going to tell you what, one of the beautiful things when I was a young soldier, in my, you know, a young kid, I can remember for the first time in my life, I was, uh, you know, I was actually in the mix with, you know, African-Americans, Hispanic, all different people. And I, I realized that I wasn't any better than them. I wasn't smarter than them. I wasn't, I wasn't better than them. I just had a different opportunity than they did. And here's the thing, opportunity, what it's all about. So when I see my young soldiers, I tell them all the time, you know, and I say this, and this is another philosophy I have. You know, the beauty of getting older, Rebecca, is that you start coming up with your own little philosophy. <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think, I don't think I'm, they're brand new, but they're kind of like truths that come up in your life, or right? Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom, that's the word. That's the word. So really, basically, I, I not only lead through people, but my job is to bring the best out of people. I think you yeah. kind of, you kind of hit that. And I, yeah. that's the hope that I see in my soldiers. I think young people, have had a different, had a different, uh, they were, you know, when I was a young guy, uh, uh, the, the urgency to change things wasn't there like it is now. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and you're, you're younger, you know, like the millennial generation, they're the first generation that, um, is probably not going to, uh, surpass their parents in terms of, um, economic, growth you know so that they you know they a lot of them came of age um and graduated from college uh during the recession right, right. And, and many of them are now getting hit with this um health economic yeah. uh, political reality that's really tough and so they're going through um you know people in their in their 20s are going through um a tough era that's you know shaping our nation in all sorts of different ways. And I think, you know, talking about really bringing out the best in people and, um, and focusing on the best, you know, the, the, the metaphor in our, our scripture, you know, that Paul uses is the, is the body, right. That right. all different parts of the body and, um, you know, finding that, that gift and, and contributing to the whole and, and, and raising up the whole. And I think, um, you know, that's, that's sort of where we have to really, um, focus our, um, our efforts, because um, when the body works all together, you know, to bring love to the world, that's that's what the church looks like. You know what I mean? That's absolutely right, Rebecca. And I think that also, you know, I don't, I don't think a, a nation can be defined by its wealth or stock market, because that there's no substance in that. And I think yeah. that one of the hope I see in young people is that they probably realize that they're, they're the next few years, maybe even ten years is going to look much different than the last 10. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's going to be all bad. And that's what I, that's what I, that's the hope I have. That's the optimism that I have. Mm -hmm. So leadership is really important, Rebecca. I think we're seeing that in our country right now. Leaders 
uh, 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 who are thoughtful, who, who apply critical analysis, who are kind and empathetic. The ones that, you know, that the, those are the ones that I think are going to rise. And I think young people hope, my hope is that young people see in leaders the qualities that are needed to bring about the best and change. And it's not all about your title and how much money you got, where the school you went. I'm going to be honest with you. That, listen, we, you know, that, that, that has its place, but it's not, it's, it, it, it can't define everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that's kind of what my hope is, Rebecca. And I, uh, you know, and uh, so tomorrow is going to be a very, you know, interesting time. I mean, because we're going into the weekend. We know yeah. that there's going to be Black Lives Matter that's going to be marching. You know, there's going to the weekend. The weather's going to be probably cooperative. So we, we so so my my hope is that um, that that there is uh, the voices are heard, and there's minimal amount of damage and yeah. people and property. And I, 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 it's not going to be perfect, but I hope it's uh, not as bad as some other places we've seen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I've heard from several, you know, friends and colleagues who have gone uh, to marches in different places, and they they have said yeah. the same thing um, as you that overwhelmingly it's been peaceful, sure. and people have been, you know, cooperating and following the rules and just, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, holding signs or you know, speaking their minds, mm-hmm. but not, you know, instigating. And then, um, you know, and then l- usually late at night, right when those people have gone home. You get some people who come in and it's, uh, you know, a couple bad actors. And then, you know, I've had friends and colleagues come home and say, and then I saw on the news that, that it was like this terrible, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I was right. there it was and like it wasn't. Like the you know? corner of the street with yeah. two or three people involved. And that's exactly what the media does. Right. So, you know, so we, I think, I think a lot of people now is time to uh, be a little more, put a little more critical thinking into, hey, listen, everything I see or read doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Right. You have to really be thoughtful and, and, and think about what you're reading and what you're listening to. Okay. And when something sounds ridiculous, it probably is. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I mean, you, you, you know what's reasonable, you know what's common sense, and you understand that. And, you know, another thing, too, is that I retire from the military about a year and three months. Uh, and I think to myself, uh, I wonder what God has plans for me after this. Because, you know, God, I believe, puts you in phases in your life to prep you for other things. Yep. Uh, and I think that uh, I don't think that God's intention is for me to play golf all day long. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, I've got to so, make this for you. <laughs> I know. So it's funny. And that's okay because, you know, leadership doesn't always mean you got to be up front all the time. A lot of times you can lead from behind. Instead of being in charge, you can, you can use the skills you have as a leader to mold people to, to, to be there and do other things and to just, just, to, you know, just to contribute in different ways. I think that's the beauty of getting older, Rebecca. I think that's the reason why God puts us through the childhood, the adolescence, the young adult, middle age, and the elderly. I think it's because as we move through those decades, if we're blessed enough, uh, we become uh, more humble, have more humility, and realize that uh, we're in a big world. And much of our success is not just us. It's the people who, who are around us and right. work for us. I look at that in the military. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people tell me, oh, you're doing a great job, Colonel. No, my people are doing a great job. Right. Right. I'm just making sure that I'm, I'm steering the ship. Right. And, um, but I think you need that because, a, because I don't, I don't, 
you know, when I was a lieutenant, I used to think, oh, my God, I can't wait to be a colonel and then brigade commander someday. And finally, when I made it, I said, oh, God, what, the heck, what did I wish for? Can we have <laughs> yeah. to wish for? Right, right. But it's true, right? And then you realize, wait a minute, I don't think about that anymore. So I think that, but I think that's the natural progression as you get older. You know, you, you know, you, you're just, you're getting, you're hopefully you're getting better. You know, my son asked me a question the other day. He says, dad, dad, what do you want? What do you want to be known in your life? I says, I want to be known as a good man. Yeah. Not, not, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Not my title. Right. Not where I live. Right. What kind of car I drive. You get what I'm trying to say, Rebecca? Yes. I think that's really what it's all about to me. You know, he says, you know, he says, what's your goal, Dad? He says, to get to heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Not, whatever that means. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, I want to let you go. And I know you have a very busy night. And I really appreciate you making the time. But uh, Oh, no, my pleasure. What, um, if you were to have you know, our community lift up prayers for, um, for this moment, <laughs> for your, yeah. uh, yeah. folks who are serving for the protesters, for all of it. Um, yeah. what, what are some things we can be praying for you for? Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, pray that, uh, that, 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 that my soldiers, and uh, uh, you know, actually, have their wits about them if they're, they're put in a situation where they're challenged and it's out of the, the normal and that they have the endurance to, to stay because there's a lot long hour days. We go through 16, 18 hour days, sure. seven days a week. And it's, so I pray for the endurance and their health and also for the people of Rhode Island, the peace, you know, pray for peace. I know that sounds corny, but that, no. that's never old. Right. I mean, because to me, you know, um, uh, no one hates violence more than a, than a soldier. I gotta be honest with you, because yeah. we don't, you know, no, we don't, we don't, you know, believe me that, uh, you know, some people think, Oh, you know, uh, you know, when you, when you, don't you wish you go back to Afghanistan and shoot people? I go, my God, you see too many movies. Yeah, <laughs> you right. get right? So, and for me, I pray that uh, God gives me the wisdom, the, the compassion, the empathy that I need to lead. Well, leading well is really what my goal is as a brigade commander, especially in these times. You know, I noticed that being a leader of Rebecca was almost being like a father. You know, the peop my people, my soldiers, they like me near. It's almost like a children, like a, like a parent-children relationship. That, yeah. And I think that um, as a leader, I want to make sure I make the right decisions. I don't want to disappoint them. I want to make sure that my decisions are ethical, they're fair, and I'm transparent, and that I make the right ones. And I pray, I, I, that's what I would pray for. Yeah. Yeah, well, I will keep you in my prayers as well as your service people and also, um, you know, everyone who will be out this weekend. Fantastic. Well, listen, this has been a pleasure. And, Absolutely. Uh, to everybody in the, you know, the congregation, Godspeed. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you. And you uh, take, take care, care of yourself and all this, okay? I sure will. You take care now. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our online donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast and leave us a rating or a review to help others find us. 
Our piano music is performed by Michael Bauman, and the horn and string music is performed by the Thomas family. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsel's guide, uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace. Thank you.